Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped into our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode, The Recovery. Oh, yeah, The Recovery. Now, we're not talking about the recovery that I'm currently experiencing because I've got a little bit of a, a bug. I'm not sure what's going on. This, You know, I made it through the whole winter and it's uh, almost the end of February and I'm just, you know, I'm not 100%. So I'm hoping, although we're going to talk about a different recovery, I'm hoping that I'll have a recovery as well. And I've been in the house like seven minutes. I've already sneezed once. So uh, <laughs> I'm hoping we're not going to catch anything here today. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. So let's set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and we've both spent a lot of time as managers or leaders. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss the situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee, then move on, and we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, and we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. I think we're going to have a really good discussion today. Yeah, this is one that's been on the kind of the the mental books for a while, not the written books for a while, but we talked about it a couple times and and it's something that resonated with both of us. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's come up in probably three or four, maybe even more podcast episodes kind of running up to today. So uh, you and I, I, like I listened to a, a couple of podcasts of ours over the last week or so, and it, it's come up quite often. Mm, yeah. So another com, one of these common bubbly up things that we need to just uh, flesh out a little bit more. Sounds good. Yeah. Cool. So your boss loses it or makes a mistake in some way and you experience some or all of the following. They just ignore the whole thing. They blame it on something or someone else. They minimize it and just continue on. They laugh it off. So what's up with this? How important is this subject, Greg? And how does it affect our relationships and our work environment? Well, you know, we've talked a lot about this, the, the, especially the importance of trust in an organization, um, a sense of belonging, a sense of openness. You know, many organizations are talking about how important it is to be more and more transparent and have those connections. And we know that the uh, younger generations in particular, the Zetters and the Millennials, they want relationship. They want connection. And, uh, and it actually puts them in a bit of a spin. When someone doesn't own up to what they've done, or blames others, or, you know, you know, we used to have the, with the phrase, I'm not even sure it's used anymore, but the Teflon man. And, you know, we always knew the Teflon man. And I, I call it man because usually, <laughs> I hate to say it, but from a gender perspective, most of the people that I knew that fell into the category of Teflon were guys. Uh, like it was something about, you know, like, I don't know, fear or protecting themselves. But what it does is they become people that you don't trust definitely people that you're not going to stand with and 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 support as much and and it starts to create a teflon-y kind of environment i don't know if teflon is even a word anymore but it's the cover that used to be on those fry pans that that didn't that were non-stickable well that's the kind of thing that usually occurs and it's it's just not good it creates distrust and therefore lack of commitment lack of belonging and which results in people leaving I can think of uh, probably half a dozen people that I've worked for that realized uh, during heated moments when they've either made a mistake or, or you know, there's something going on and they're on the precipice of, of, of having an outburst or something and they catch themselves, they take the breath, maybe they walk around the table or something and they sit down 
And they, they've had they've had these experiences where there's been a huge mistake, they've ignored it or they got angry or whatever, and they've already learned the lesson. And it was just a great way to model how to handle these situations. But I've also had a number of situations where somebody's like losing it or they make a major uh, mistake and we're stuck with something and no, it's like crickets, nothing, nothing's being said. But I, I keep coming back to those probably five or six people I work for in really kind of crucial type of uh, situations that you know that they've already walked this path. They've already made the mistakes. They realize that, you know, there's some things that get me hot or there's, you know, oh crap, I made a mistake. You know what? I'm just going to going to own up on it and we're going to talk about it and move on. And it's those really good uh, examples of leaders that, you know, when we talk about recovery, I go to them yeah, right away. I agree. And, you know, I, I would say the majority of the folks that even aren't doing it well what happens is I think it sometimes starts with a little thing and you make an excuse in your head or you get scared and you blame someone else. And what happens is over time, it's like this this covering, the Teflon, if we call it, builds and builds and builds. So, you know, the majority of the people aren't intending to be not transparent, not intending to be like this, that they don't take ownership and that type of thing. But it's when folks uh, recognize it that that it's happening, and and the and and the, as you develop your skills, you know, recognizing in the moment that that example that you had of that person who just paused in the moment and stood up and walked around in the moment and says, "Okay, well, obviously I lost it there." Uh, that's that's almost the the ultimate is actually catching you yourself before you do it. I, I used to have an analogy. I think I've used this before about the rearview mirror. Uh, when I was younger in my career, um, even positive things, I had a lot of energy and I would overwhelm people. And uh, then I'd look in the rearview mirror and I'd see people kind of lying on the ground. And, and uh, so my goal throughout my career was trying to move that rearview mirror more in front of me so that I could catch myself doing it before it created the impact. And again, that wasn't a, I wasn't negative. I didn't blow up. I didn't get angry. It was simply my energy. Um, so there's lots of things, both negative and even overly positive things that you can do that can create havoc. And this is, this episode is about what do you, what do the best people do when that happens? Cause guess what? It's going to happen. We're human. We're going to make mistakes, uh, either with good intentions or bad intentions. And I think there's a very small number of people that, uh, quite frankly, are evil in this situation where this is their modus operandi. And I can think of maybe two or three in my past where it's like, I'll never work for them. It was a nightmare working for them when things went wrong or they made a mistake and wouldn't own up and, you know, we're trying to blame other people involved in stuff. Very, it isn't very often you, you come across those people that, you know, are just, just terrible in this situation. And I, I, I'm very thankful that I've only come across a couple of them. I agree. I agree. I think what we hear more of and see more of is where people just lose sight of reality. So they don't have bad, evil intentions, no. but they lose sight of themselves. And they they almost kind of, they reshape the story. And we all reshape stories. They turtle. They, they turtle. turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's usually based upon fear. It might be based upon... Uh, envy maybe, but usually it's fear and, and you just lose sight of it. And, and so again, I would agree, not necessarily bad people, but not good behaviors. And sometimes just bad habits too, mm -hmm. right? And 
you know, we'll get into a bunch of things here, but, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to talk somebody down after something like this. And I have had the privilege of, you know, after a suitable amount of time, there's an honest conversation and, and where you can be supportive and just, yeah, okay, great. Let's move on. Yeah. And we'll talk about that, especially when we talk about what the employee can do, what your team member can do. I'm sure there's going to be some good things there. What are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation? And and when I was, you know, you and I talked about the topic and when I was developing it, I, I actually went to some of those people that I've seen that, mm. that have experienced this before and have kind of drawn themselves back and, and, and were in control of themselves. So the first one, be self-aware of what just happened. Yeah. And so that's, this takes a while to develop the skill, I think, you know, because it's one is you need to be present in presence in yourself and present in what's happening around you. And again, I'll echo what we said almost in every situation that I am a, I'm like a evangelist with regards to taking time before you go into a meeting to let go of stuff that you've got on your shoulders, in your head, in your heart and prepare for the next space. And that then allows you to be more present to the situation because often what happens is the uh, you have no self-awareness of what's just happened because you're still dragging the thing from the last meeting or the meeting before. And, and so finding that space and creating that awareness of the energy within you is and, and also just being aware of the reactions around you. Because often you might not even feel it in yourself, but when you, if you're more aware and you see a face look scared or, or kind of curious or like what's going on, I mean, you can feel the energy of the room. Those that are best at this have developed the skill to be truly present and they sense shifts in the room. And it can be pretty cool when someone is, is like that. And as we kind of alluded to before, Take a moment if you need to, if, if your temperature is rising, if all of a sudden you're faced with a bunch of stuff and, uh, you know, take the moment that you need just to calm yourself and, and understand what's going on inside you. And you know what? That's modeling. It's, it's a beautiful way of, of modeling the behavior and also making you real because, you know, the reality is that people are feeling these feelings and, and they're going to have different things. If you could say, you know, wow, something... Something this topic is really getting me excited, or this is really getting me um, churny, and uh, so uh, I, I, you know, I just, I, is anyone else feeling that way? Oh, yeah, okay. If we're feeling that way, why don't we just uh, take a stretch break? You know, why don't we? You know, so it might be yourself, and you might be also picking up something that's happening else in there. So uh, it's a great idea. Is just you know we have control over so much more than we think. Um, and even if you're, if you don't have control, it's about creating those spaces of pause. You know, uh, we, I was just coaching someone and saying, you know, one of the, my favorite thing is tell me more. So if someone has said something that's really knocked me off and I know I'm going to make a mistake, um, saying, tell me more gives you a little bit of space to better understand what it is. But so, you know, take that moment, big, 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 big thing. And make sure you understand the fact pattern and what is involved before you move forward. I remember I, it was my first day in charge of a team and like 10 o'clock in the morning, they came in and said, listen, we just handed some data to somebody and we realize it's wrong. I said, okay, who did it go, go to? When? And, and what would I be going to look for? Mm -hmm. And they told me, okay, 
And they said, listen, we've already figured out what the problem was. I said, okay, I'll be right back. So I went down there and I walked into the senior person's office. I said, did you just pick up something from the team? Yeah. Can I have that please? Yeah. Okay. See, ya. I'll bring it back. Boom. I was out of there in two seconds. So I came back and said, so what happened? So I told him, okay. Cause my first day on this team and I have to go to one of my bosses to go and get something back. And, and we talked about it and we, okay, good. And then about half an hour later, the revised version, I walked it down and handed it off. And, and this person was on the phone. I just kind of waved and, and walked away and we talked about it later, but, yeah. but it's like, um, what's the situation? You know, it's day one. This is the worst case scenario, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Okay, what do I need to do? Okay, we understand what this is. Okay, good. Off I go. And so it, it's just understanding what, the, if you're yelling and screaming and you're doing whatever, you're not going to understand what's going on and you don't know what needs to be done immediately to solve the situation or to make some time. Yeah, you know what? There's, I uh, what is it? Stephen Covey's uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People said, seek first to understand. Um, it was before being understood, but, but, uh, that's a key, I think on this one is that before you blow, before you get to like, be curious and investigate, use that mind to find out. And then based upon what you hear, um, lead in your behaviors. And that's a beautiful example of what you just described. And apologize if you need to, to the group, if necessary, or directly, if it, there's a single person involved, like if you made a mistake, then just say, listen, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Well, you know, this is such a powerful point. You know, there's uh, many, many, many organizations are trying to create what we call fail forward organizations. And they're organizations where you can make a mistake as long as you learn from it and grow from it and and improve upon it. So uh, by apologizing, one, it tells them that you rest your team, that you're human. But secondly, it creates the space that says we're going to make mistakes and we own up to our mistakes and we're willing to uh, step into that. And this is one, there was a, um, a training program I did years and years ago, and it was a sales training program, but it was by uh, Blanchard uh, who did the One Minute Manager, but it was all about recovery. And for me, apologizing is a big opportunity to recover and accelerate trust way beyond even doing what you say you're going to do. Uh, like owning up to that space is really, really important. Now, if you if you keep doing the same thing and keep apologizing, it loses its it loses its strength. But those first times, or when you do it, that uh, can be powerful. And talk about what is needed to move forward with a situation, task, or business process. So you know, after we understand what's happened, we've apologized if we need to. Now, how do we move forward and, and bring everybody back into the conversation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, what a beautiful opportunity to engage them and say, you know what, listen, uh, uh, yesterday I kind of, uh, I lost it. Or, or you know, I, 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 I didn't listen as well as I could listen. And I want to tap into the collective knowledge of this group to find the solution going forward. So first of all, I apologize. And then I want to hear from you. What, what are your thoughts? How do we move forward? What a great pathway. And share the experience with someone uninvolved, maybe a mentor, a colleague, a coach, if you have one, uh, to ensure you understand what happened and that you have resolved the matter. There's nothing better than talking to someone else, probably somebody not involved in this situation, just to make sure you have a handle on it and, and whether there's other things, you know, other housekeeping things that really need to be done. 
I agree. Well, you know, I'm I'm an executive coach. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> I spend a lot of time doing this. And often what we'll do is we'll, we'll spend time identifying if this is a development need of folks just to become deeper aware of their responses and their reactions and, and how do they deal with these situations. So we'll prep them for conversations. But equally important is debriefing what happened. And, you know, what worked, what didn't work, what would you do differently next time and that type of thing. And then often... I will tell them to be totally open with their team and saying, you know, I'm, I've got a coach and I'm working with them. And here's the things I'm trying. Here's the things I hope you'll notice. Here's the support that I need from you as I shift there. I mean, why keep it hidden? Um, you know, uh, um, being more authentic and honest about a journey that you're on and in, in pausing more and not jumping to conclusion as quickly, uh, you know, reducing the number of times you have to apologize. That's a, that's a good thing. And you kind of alluded to this, reach out for any training or assistance you feel you might require to meet future similar situations. Yeah. Like I spend probably 70% of every coaching, um, uh, coaching person that I have, we usually spend time first on energy, on understanding myself and, and being present to how I'm showing up and how I'm responding in situations and then putting some simple tools in place of how do I create those pauses going forward. So uh, I, there, there's so many good tools out there for folks that they, we can, they can learn um, techniques and just uh, things that do take time, but, but they're so powerful when you get them. And the next one, uh, I had to kind of dive into a sacred word because I think it just fits the situation so much better. So repent, and often within the sacred world, uh, people confuse that with just saying you're sorry, but it's actually to turn around the way you think about something and change your actions. So, you know, saying you're sorry is fine, and it's important, but also changing the way that you think and the way that you operate is, is the other part of that. And I, I think that, that that word repent just really fits the situation really, really well. And so that, yeah, you've acknowledged that you've done something wrong. And now you're, you've changed your mind and how you're going to be dealing with these things, this situation, and you're going to put that into action. Yeah, I love that. You know what? I grew up in a, in a, a, a faith-based um, uh, tradition. And, uh, and uh, you know, I remember actually less, less where I grew up and more on TV, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the folks that would say, repent. And it was like, I'm forcing you. I'm screaming at you to repent. And and then I had this this discovery through some reading in that about this idea that re- repent is really my choice. Yes, my choice to recognize where I'm at and turn around and take a different direction. And I I just love that. That actually freed me because I never really liked the person yelling repent, repent, repent. But I did like the idea of of recognizing and then me choosing to do something differently. And, uh, you know, this combines with a couple of the earlier comments. Sometimes you need some help on people helping you see uh, what, where, where you're going, what you're doing. And this is why it can be really helpful if you're a leader and say, you know, here's something I'm working on. Is a development strategy, and here's a couple things I'm going to try, and I I'm, I won't want your support doing it. You know, I've I've shared on the podcast a couple times about different people that I've worked with that work for me or with me that we'd have signals that would help me 
catch myself before I did something. And But they only did that after I told them I'm working on it and I gave them permission and asked for them to help support me. So important. But then in the end, I had to choose. Yeah. In those moments, you know, when you're, you know, uh, doing the clicking your nose or giving me a signal, uh, I have to choose to do something with that. And uh, so I love that. Yeah, repentance isn't justice. It's self-awareness, uh, accountability, and and your and the thing that you you hit it right on. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's a choice to mm-hmm. do better. And be open if someone wants to talk it out in some fashion. When we are done, doesn't mean everyone else is. So if there's been a situation and we've said we're sorry and blah blah, we've had a bunch of conversations about moving forward in that. There still might have to be a couple conversations because we all start that journey in different places, and it takes people different amounts of time to deal with the situation. Yeah, that's a really good one because we don't know what's happened before, or even just our different personalities. It's a triggering thing. Yeah, yeah. So how do you? And and there are some of us who, if we've said we've sorry, like what's the big deal? You know, it's kind of we're done. We're it's done. Good. We're done. But 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 again, that's that awareness of knowing what does that person need to move on, and how do you coach them going forward? So that's a great point. So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist. Number one, when it hits the fan, be calm. Mm, yeah, yeah, and again, be calm and remember everyone's human. Everybody makes mistakes, and uh, um, you know we talk about being curious and uh, and courageous are two skills that whether you're a leader or you're not a leader or I mean everyone can be a leader uh, whether you're a manager or not might be might be different you might not have the title but the leader is about how do i step into things and with others and so a part of successful managers and leaders is to be calm and ensure you ask for clarification if what is being proposed or instructed is wrong so this is where you need to gather information if somebody's going on about something and it doesn't sound right or you know it's not right then then slow that down and ask some questions. And the whole purpose of this is to bring the person along to realize that what they're talking about, either they don't have all the facts or they've made a snap decision that isn't right. And just to have engaged, then this is really difficult to engage in a really good conversation and a very, um, being very respectful. But there's times when I've had somebody walk in the room and say, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And it's like, okay, boss, um, what's this about? Right. What do you want at the end of the day? Oh, there's some information you might not be aware of. And then start drawing them out mm. and having a conversation. Because there's sometimes, there's people that are like action Jacksons, I like to call them. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong, so we're going to fix it. Mm. Before everybody understands the lay of the land, what resources are available. And and really, I, the part of the conversation I like is, what do you want done at the end of this? Right. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And and it's just, you know, holding that safe space for people to actually have that dialogue. And if you're, if you're starting from a place of calm, then you kick into curiosity and saying, hmm, help me understand. And then a little bit of courage often happens. Well, you might not be aware because, I mean, if I'm asking you questions to better understand what you want, and then I have some information that might not be super excitedly received but is really important, you know, the most caring thing you can do is bring that forward because then your boss isn't going to step in there in what they shouldn't step in. And they might be unhappy at the beginning, but again, it's how you do it. You know, one thing I'm not sure if you're aware of is this, 
And I'm wondering how that might affect our approach with this. I like, you I like that, our approach. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It, but it's a, good, it's a good way to be. And, and you know, again, to come back to those uh, three unarguable statements, right? I think, I'm feeling, I'm sensing. What do you think? Uh, wow, that's, uh, that's a good way of approaching it. I'm going to put the next two together because I think they're linked. Watch your emotions, but also be aware of your boss's emotions because you can feed off each other, right? Mm. And and maybe give them a little bit of room as they kind of work out that emotional energy that's going on in them. Yeah, and you know what? Similar to what Take Your Breath and the Manager uh, one we talked about, it could be that, uh, okay, thanks, um, I, I got what you need and you leave. Uh, but then you could go back to your boss in the, in the next you know, a couple minutes or, you know, later in the day and say, hey, Alistair. Or the next day. Yeah, you are the next day. It's depending on how hot the heat is. Yeah. But just say, hey, um, um, here's what we've done. One thing that's churning in me that I'm not sure, it might not be a big deal, but I'm thinking about this. What do you think? Uh, again, uh, find your space and time, right? So, you know, we've done Rumi's Gate before. And this works beautifully here. You know, yeah. is it true what you need to say? Mm, yeah. Is it really true? Yes. Is it necessary? Is the second gate? Is it necessary now? Is the kind of second? And then is it kind? So if you go through the, is it true? Is it necessary? And is it kind with your boss? That's not just a, a manager tool. That's a being an individual leadership tool on how you bring things forward. It's a great way to do it. And and watch those emotions because, you know, again, when we feel our heat rising probably not so good things are going to happen, even if it's positive energy heat, like excitement. That's where that discernment comes in is, do I need to say it right now? Or mm. can I let kind of the energy diffuse a little bit and everybody go for a soda or, or whatever and then come back and talk later? Exactly. And be open up, uh, be open when there is a follow-up conversations, which may or may not contain a clarification or an apology. I've Some of the best apologies I've received have not been apologies but we all knew what was going on in that mm. conversation. And you have to be okay with that, right? I mean, you know, everything isn't tied up in a nice little knot sometimes. Sometimes, you know, somebody comes in and there's a conversation and you know it's the apology. They're just not saying they're sorry. And you got to be okay with that, right? Yeah, and you can find ways to help nurture that dialogue. You know, it might not be, a, as you say, a complete um, apology, but if you can continue to kind of work the soil with your manager... That's equally perfect. And be clear in any of your responses, uh, you know, especially after we've got our kind of emotions okay. Um, you know, when we talk, we should be measured in what we say. We should be clear. There should be no unnecessary conversation. And you make your point. You make it in a, in a respectful and clear way. Uh, this isn't a time to go blabbering off for 30 minutes when somebody's really just had, you know, there's been a big mistake, either they've made it or somebody else has made it. You should be to the point, uh, respectful. And, you know, if you can drop your voice a little bit, mm. just to kind of lower the temperature, that would be good as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah be clear, be kind and be prepared. We talk in all of our podcasts. If you got something to say, be thoughtful, make it crisp, um, but be kind and, uh, so important. And be aware if you need further discussion on the matter to deal with it, ensure that there is understanding in the relationship. You know, maybe after it calms down a bit and, and some things have been enacted to deal with whatever the situation is, uh, maybe you go by later on and say, yeah, listen, things seem to be working out. Is there anything else you need, any more information or anything like that? Uh, I'd be happy to get it or supply it, whatever you need. Yeah, and equally, if there's something that still is churning in you, 
you know, sometimes uh, you got to have the courage to go back and say, you know what, I so appreciated your apology your, uh, with regards to that situation. And, you know, I think we're good. But one thing that's just strong, it's bubbling up at me, I'm worried about is, and uh, and uh, are you okay to talk about it? Because I, what, I, what I don't want is there being something that's churning in me that gets in the way of me performing as best I can do and supporting you as best I can. And that's a tough conversation, and and it and it does come with uh, some risk. Some risk, yeah. And you have to you know your relationship with your boss, and that sometimes you also got to let go of stuff, yeah. And say you know it's just not worth it. And this is where I, you know we always talk about who are you, you always say who are you talking to, like who is your inner circle mm-hmm. that you can say hey this is can I can can you be my sounding board before I go back and talk to my boss? Here's what I'm training about. What do you think? And the, you know find those folks that are caring and direct. Those yeah. are the beauties that that are that we need to surround ourselves with. And I've seen it happen before where somebody, you know, this thing just gets calmed down, you know, steps are being taken to deal with whatever it is, and then somebody comes along and just puts gasoline on the fire again, right? And it, it's not a healthy thing. And, and there's people in our teams and in, in the groups of people we work with that for some reason, Greg, just, just do that. I don't know if they like to do it or what it is, but there are people, and I can think of a few in my past, where it's like, we just got this thing settled down. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? It's not a time to make a point or show somebody how brilliant yeah, you are, yeah. right? It's not the time. Is it worth the investment? And what are you trying to achieve? Yeah, I agree 100%. And acknowledge, uh, I think we've already covered this in a couple different points, but if there is an apology, acknowledge it. Yeah. Hey, thanks, boss. Yeah, things are cool. That's good. I think we might need to talk about this maybe in a couple of days because a couple process things came up. But let me get my head around that and we can sit down and talk again in a couple of days. Yeah, uh, you know what? Leaders are trying to figure stuff out and managers are trying to figure stuff out. And why not reinforce the things that they're doing well? And an apology is one of those things, you know, just an aware because it creates their self, deepens their self-awareness and, and strengthens their courage to be more transparent. So, I mean, it's a good win-win. And appreciate it when you have a boss that's willing to acknowledge their mistakes or that there's been a problem because it doesn't always happen, Greg. Quite often, you know that they're sorry and they realize what they've done, but they don't articulate it. And anytime when uh, uh, you get a boss that's willing to enter into that conversation, that's a good thing. Yeah, and you know, I've been in situations where um, the person was not self-aware and frankly, they didn't really care. Mm. Uh, They were... They were just um, in it to win it, and uh, and winning is one thing, but uh, at what cost? At what cost is pretty, t- and it's painful. And, and the cost is often the relationships. Yeah, yeah. Not only relationships at work, but then it, then it spills out in your relationships at home and and with your friends. And I mean, honestly, I can think of I can think of two situations throughout my career that were really really bad, and it was one person who was totally self-absorbed and uh, and they created such a painful place. And it, it, it affects people's careers. It does. I've seen people leave places and it's like, we've invested too much time and effort in this person. This person is our person. Yeah. And where people have had to leave because somebody's in it to win it. And I've also seen organizations that have collapsed because mm. of a senior enough person in a role that did did these kinds of things we're talking about. So it can be really quite devastating individually, but also collectively as an organization. Um, wrap up, Greg. Yeah. You know, wrap up is, um, I would just say, 
if you don't think you're ever going to make mistakes, then you're living in a dreamland. Um, even with our best intentions and even with good intentions, we can mess up. And recovery is such a beautiful way. It's almost like a, uh, you know, like a, um, uh, elastic band to ex- shoot, shoot you way ahead. Um, some of my most successful uh, career um, times were ones when I did make a mistake and I recognized them quickly or I was open to listen to the feedback and I chose to make d- uh, a shift to repent, to change around. And um, I engaged others in that journey, especially those that work with me. Um, to uh, reinforce, um, to call me out, and to support me. And those were the most, I had most uh, accelerated growth and success in those moments. So I think recovery seems like a tough journey, but it can be a beautiful um, impact on both you and others around you. Um, So I think this is a really great topic and a great thing to think about and activate. I think uh, saying you made a mistake or you lost it and you shouldn't have isn't a sign of weakness. I think it's actually a sign of strength. It, it's a sign of leadership. And the, 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 some of the people that I've worked for that, you know, have gone, listen, listen, I'll start, I'm sorry. Um, yes, tell, t- let's talk about this. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I was mistaken. And uh, I'm sorry for, for yelling and just losing my temper. But let's talk about this. Uh, I want to hear what you, you plan on doing. To me, it's not a sign of weakness. Mm. It's it's a sign of leadership because we all have a bad day. Mm. Like this person had three bad meetings before they got to me. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's a sign of strength, of maturity. And that's the person I want to follow. Mm. The person ignoring everything and putting their head in the ground or losing it on everybody or blaming it on everything or anybody. I'm not interested in that show. I'm interested in the show where the, the like I'm following a leader. Yeah, yeah, that's I agree 100%. I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. So listen, folks, we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope that you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you angry. But Greg, uh, your philosophy. Yeah, you know, uh, we share at the end of each of our podcasts a philosophy from uh, my coach. And when I first started working with her, she said that, uh, you know, there are times in our dialogue where you're going to feel really good and feel joyful. You're making progress you recognize something that you're doing well. But she says, there are also going to be times when you feel a bit crunchy and a little bit peeved. I may say things, I may hold you accountable for things that uh, um, are crunchy. Uh, and she said, you know what? They're both just feelings. and But they're usually indicators of opportunities in both situations. And key is what you learn from it and how you grow with it. Uh, So we always say in our podcast that we hope that in our podcast, there were moments of joy and moments of crunchiness and that you pause, reflect, and think about how do those inform my journey going forward. And who are you going to talk to about it? And who are you going to talk to about it? Yeah, exactly. Find someone, share your insights, um, have that inner circle sounding board that can help support you on your journey. So, so key. Otherwise, it's really lonely. And guess what? You might get it, not get it sorted out. Yeah, exactly. Um, shout out. Shout out. Jersey City, New Jersey. Jersey City. You know, we have a fair amount of folks in 
New Jersey that we've had, uh, but I'm not sure if we've ever had anyone from Jersey City. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm yeah, I don't, sure. I don't recall that one. So welcome, Jersey City. Welcome to the party. All, All right. right. That's awesome. And there was more than one. I think they there was three. That, that showed up on the stats. Oh, so nice. I've talked about the limitations of our stats and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, it's, it's nice to, uh, every once in a while, we're seeing these places and they might have been in the stats already, but just the way that uh, the limits on the stats that I can yeah, look at it, yeah. uh, it's, it's cool. So so welcome. Yeah, we're, we're grateful for folks that listen and we'd, We'd ask as folks listen, uh, you know, uh, to, if there's something that's been helpful for you, share it with others, like us on whatever podcast you're on. Uh, and if you've got ideas or topics for other things that, that you want to uh, dig deeper on, send it to our, uh, our email and, uh, and uh, we will we'll bubble up. A lot of our ideas come from us, but also from others that we've chatted with talking not ranting at gmail.com awesome <laughs> i wasn't sure if you knew what it was yeah yeah i wasn't 100 percent sure but then again as we've learned in a previous uh, i don't even know my wi-fi password that's correct but we're good <laughs> we're good today that's we're right good today. all right folks um remember people matter take the time with the people you work with they are an important part of your job your success or your failure talk to you next time take care